You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. Peace be upon you. Good morning, and welcome to the breakfast show uh, at the Voice of Islam with me, Walid Ahmed, uh, and uh, Mr. Khalid Banu and Imam Farid Ahmed. The uh, time is approaching four minutes for seven. It's Friday, the 9th of September, 2022. Uh, we on the breakfast show on Friday uh, have had the coincidence to be the first live show on the Voice of Islam to be bearing important news. Recently, for example, there was the Brexit vote uh, that was first announced by us on, on Friday. And then there was a landslide victory of the Conservatives in 2019, also reported uh, on this particular broadcast. And today we have the unenviable duty uh, or inenviable duty, should I say, to report on the demise of uh, our Queen, Queen Elizabeth II, who passed away yesterday. Uh, much of today's program, needless to say, will be devoted uh, to that particular event and her remembrance. Uh, the Queen had been suffering from in health. Uh, there were mobility problems that were being reported uh, in the news in recent weeks. Uh, and uh, following the uh, transfer of the premiership on Tuesday, uh, there were reports that uh, she was suffering from further um, bouts of in-health. And uh, yesterday's uh, news was quite grim at first uh, when in the mid-afternoon it was announced, and I quote, that following further evaluation this morning, the Queen's doctors are concerned for Her Majesty's health and have recommended she remain under medical supervision. The Queen remains comfortable and at Balmoral. That was in the early afternoon. If that was grim, then uh, worse was to follow. Uh, clearly the signs were ominous because uh, uh, members of the family started uh, travelling up to Balmoral, uh, the Queen, the Prince of Wales and his spouse, along with the other children of the Queen, and their partners uh, uh, attended Balmoral and were by her side, as was uh, uh, Prince William. And these were testing times, uh, but um, as uh, uh, you all know, later that afternoon, after what was a statement by the Prime Minister on the much-awaited uh, help for the, uh, in terms of energy bills, uh, that uh, there was a flurry of activity in the in the House of Commons, as it was it seemed to be indicating that uh, things were getting worse. And at 6:30, we had uh, the sad or received the sad news that the Queen had died peacefully at Balmoral that afternoon and the King and Queen Consort will remain at Balmora this evening and will return to London tomorrow. Uh, world leaders, celebrities and ordinary people gather at the gates of Buckingham Palace, uh, all pay, paying tribute to the Queen. Uh, and she was described by the US President Joe Biden as a stateswoman of unmatched dignity. Uh, King Charles III, uh, he assumed the role immediately on the demise of Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, released the, uh, the following moving statement, which read uh, that we mourn profoundly in the passing away of a cherished sovereign and a much-loved mother. I know her loss will be deeply felt throughout the country, the realms and the commonwealth, and by countless people around the world. During this period of mourning and change, 
my family and I will be comforted and sustained by our knowledge of the respect and deep affection in which the Queen was widely held. Uh, the news travelled fast uh, and uh, lots of statements were issued. There was also a statement by uh, His Holiness Hazrat uh, Mizam Masroor Ahmed. Uh, w- what was that, uh, Brother Khalid? Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you. Um, the statement by His Holiness Hazrat Mizam Masroor Ahmed V, Global Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community, may Allah strengthen his hand. His statement was that the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II is a truly great loss for the United Kingdom and Commonwealth. Ahmadi Muslims will remain forever grateful for the way Her Majesty served her people with immense dignity, grace and unwavering dedication throughout her long reign. On behalf of the worldwide Ahmadiyya Muslim community, I wish to express our most sincere condolences to His Majesty King Charles III, the members of the royal family and to the nation. May God Almighty grant them all the patience and strength to deal with this Tremendous loss. No, thank you for that. Um, this is a sad day, and among the sentiments that, that best express uh, his feelings on the death of someone dear uh, was by uh, is described as one by the British American poet uh, W. H. Auden, uh, Winston Hugh Auden. Uh, this was rendered in his uh, poetic verse uh, "Funeral Blues" in 1936. Uh, and it wasn't uh, a poem written as a tribute to somebody who had passed away. In fact, uh, Auden was a playwright, and the poem uh, first uh, appeared in The Ascent of F6. Um, it's, uh, it's a play that was written by him in conjunction with Christopher uh, Isherwood. And it expresses uh, the feelings, I'm sure, of uh, many who have lost somebody dear and many who would feel uh, in this way on the passing away of the Queen. And I just want to read that, if, if I may. It says, uh, stop all the clocks, cut off the telephone, prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone, silence the pianos and with muffled drum, bring out the coffin, let the mourners come. Let aeroplanes circle, moaning overhead, scribbling on the sky the message, she is dead. Put crap bows around the white necks of the public doves. Let the traffic policemen wear black cotton gloves. She was my north, my south, my ears, and my east and my west. And my working week and my Sunday rest. My noon, my midnight, my talk, my song. I thought that love would last forever. I was wrong. The stars are not wanted now. Put out every one. Back up the moon and dismantle the sun. Pour away the ocean and sweep up the wood, for nothing now can ever come to any good. Sentiments of uh, W. H. Auden uh, inscribed in a poem, something that many would find relevant at this sad hour of uh, the loss of their sovereign. Walid, um, brother Walid, uh, what are your personal memories of Her Majesty the Queen? Um, well, um, it's, it's difficult to say because she was the sovereign mm. uh, throughout my life. Yes. So there was a sense of stability that she evoked, a sense of constancy. Mm. So things uh, are going to be very different now. Mm. And uh, what was impressive about her 
was her sense of duty. Yes. That uh, she was uh, resolved to serve the nation and did so uh, unstintingly. Mm. Uh, she came to the throne at a, a very difficult time, some would say, because the monarchy had passed through a difficult period with the abdication of uh, King Edward VIII in 1936, just 16, uh, 16 years earlier. Yes. And uh, the assuming of the throne by her father, mm. who wasn't in good health, and many say that it resulted in his early death. And she came to the throne quite young, yes. at the age of 25. Mm. And uh, to have uh, given the monarchy the stability through her uh, through her action is something that uh, uh, I would uh, very much uh, draw inspiration uh, from, and something that I remember uh, remember her by. Um, and it's also noteworthy mm. that. Um, my former boss in Ishat, my secretary, Ishat uh, Ashadamadi, right. uh, refers to 1952 as a very important year, a significant year, because it was that year he claims, he says, that uh, Queen Elizabeth II assumed the throne. That's when she became right. queen. And he says that's also the year that he was born. Right. So, so he, mm. he says for that reason, mm. it's a very special year. I think there was something else as well he <coughs> says that uh, happened in 1952. Um, but he, uh, but what is also something, I wasn't born by then. Okay. I may him look old, but oh, I, wasn't, I, was, I wasn't born. I was, I was like that. <laughs> I'm oh. younger than that. Oh. But it's also yeah. uh, noteworthy that she, uh, I was born in East Africa. Right. Uh, in Kenya. And he was in Kenya that uh, Princess Elizabeth, as she then was, yes. uh, was, um, uh, was um, on a journey uh, to when uh, she was first informed or when the demise of the um, King George the <coughs> cause no, the sixth happened. Sixth. That's correct, yes. so, so she first became queen uh, um, in East Africa, the land of my birth. That's right. So that's also something that I remember by. Oh, wow. Now, you know, one of the things growing up, because for a lot of people, we haven't known any other... Um, monarch. Monarch or world-class mm. monarch. You know, she's a lady that she was very dignified and she was always duty-bound and always carried out her herself in a, in a very regal manner. You know, and if you were to look nowadays to other, I'd say world leaders I think she was the benchmark for a lot of people mm. because she carried herself like I said with dignity she was very regal she had her sense of duty and someone was asking me the other day why didn't she abdicate and pass on the you know the, the, the baton to Prince Charles and I said well she's someone that has that sense of duty a sense of service to 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 to, to the world and I don't think that she would have eaten it just quite lightly given up that uh, position uh, for, you know, just because of ill health. It's someone you, we saw, you know, that worked up to the very end. And even she met, yeah. Yeah, she met with the, the new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, mm. and um, there was a very nice picture of her, one of the last photographs of her, of mm. the Queen of Her Majesty, and uh, 
is very uh, endearing photograph of her. So yes, no, but, but mm. this uh, point that you're making mm. is uh, is reflective of the pledge she made. She when she was um, it's been it's a clip that's been played uh, in, uh, in by numerous stations. Yes. It's a pledge she made when she was. Uh, uh, 22, when she was still a princess, that uh, uh, li- her life, whether it's long and short, she would spend, uh, and she would pledge in the service of uh, of uh, the people, and uh, she she did that. She honoured that pledge, and uh, that's perhaps uh, uh, the reason why she did not uh, pass on the mantle during her life. To her successor, mm. uh, and it shows that she was true to her word. Of course, and yes. that is also something that's a big quality mm. uh, of her. One of the the many tributes that have been uh, passed, um, and uh, one of the main events that took place this week, um, uh, before it was overshadowed by the tragic news of Her Majesty's mm. demise, was the political demise of uh, Boris Johnson. Uh, our former prime minister and the final act symbolizing that uh, or uh, symbolizing that was when he submitted uh, uh, to the queen when he went uh, to see the queen yes i think it is to submit his resignation that's correct this is yeah. on tuesday uh, and many non tories would welcome many critics of the prime minister would welcome his exit um he was accused of all kinds of wrongdoings um uh, lying uh, deceit duplicity um these are allegations of course but uh, and not everybody agrees with it but whatever critics may say about him mm. i felt that his statement uh, following her majesty's uh, demise is worthy of admiration and stands head and shoulders above any other uh, statement made by a political leader i just want to read what he said oh, he thank said you. Yes. he said that this is our country's saddest day in the hearts of every one of us there is an ache at the passing of our queen a deep and personal sense of loss far more intense perhaps than we expected in these first grim moments since the news I know that millions and millions of people have been pausing whatever they have been doing to think about Queen Elizabeth about the bright and shining light that has finally gone out. She seems so timeless and so wonderful that I'm afraid we had come to believe like children that she would just go on and on. Wave after wave of grief is rolling across the world from Balmoral where our thoughts are with all the royal family and breaking far beyond this country and throughout that great commonwealth of nations that she so cherished and which cherished her in return as is so natural with human beings it is only when we face the reality of our loss that we truly understand what has gone it is only really now that we grasp how much she meant for us how much she did for us how much she loved us As we think of the void she leaves we understand the vital role she played selflessly and calmly embodying the continuity and unity of our country we think of her deep wisdom and historic understanding and a seemingly inexhaustible but understated sense of duty relentless though her diary must have felt she never once let it show and to tens of thousands of events great and small she brought her smile and her warmth and her gentle humor and for an unrivaled 70 years 
she spread that magic around her kingdom. This is our country's saddest day because she had a unique and simple power to make us happy. That is why we loved her. That is why we grieved for Elizabeth the Great, the longest serving and in many ways the finest monarch in our history. It was one of her best achievements that she not only modernized the constitutional monarchy, but produced an heir to her throne who will amply do justice to her legacy and whose own sense of duty is in the best traditions of his mother and his country. Though our voices may still be choked with sadness, we can say with confidence the words not heard in this country for more than seven decades. God save the king. Right Honourable Boris Johnson MP. I mm. think it's a wonderful statement uh, made by our ex-Prime uh, ex Minister. Definitely. I think he summarises beautifully the sentiments and feelings of, of the whole nation. Mm. And he, he put it so eloquently. And I think it's a fitting tribute, I think, from him. Uh, now that he's uh, no longer Prime Minister... And you know, the thing is, all the obviously all the newspapers, all the social media outlets are awash with stories about this, you know, this sad incident of the Queen. And um, like you were mentioning before, Brother Wally, there's so many tributes that have been paid by different members, uh, world leaders, uh, you know, with, with regards to the Queen. And uh, I was just, just doing some research earlier to see when she um, visited Mauritius, because mm -hmm. that's, you know, as you know, that's where I'm from. And she... Uh, yeah, they, were, they were fortunate enough to have a visit from the Queen and Prince Philip in 1972. Okay. She, so she did visit once there. Uh -huh. uh, but there's some very, very sort of touching statements from you know, various world leaders. And um, I just wanted to read one out from uh, New Zealand's Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, who said that flags would fly at half-mast and arrangements would be made for a state memorial service. She says, and I quote, I know that I speak for people across New Zealand in offering our deepest sympathy to members of the royal family at the passing of the Queen, said Jacinda Ardern. To us, she was a much admired and respected monarch. To them, she was a mother and grandmother. Do you know, yesterday, um, when the BBC announced that she was, Her Majesty was ill huh. and that the doctors were expressing concern, you know, it, it did feel, you know, very strange to see that. And, of course, we heard the news that the all the royal family were asked to come, you know, to Balmoral to go and see the Queen up in Scotland. Yes. And, you know, I, I was saying to my family, I said, you know, this, this, this is, is very normal. serious. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very serious because, yeah. you know, it's, it's not something that we, yes. you know, yes. you know. And the thing is, like you said, it's nothing. We haven't known any other monarch. No, and, and of course, we, we 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 our thoughts of prayers are with the royal family, and of course, with uh, the new monarch, King Charles the Third. May Allah, you know, uh, bless them all and uh, make his, you know, his his reign, yeah, a, a good one and mm. a successful one, and and also that uh, you know, it's hard for him also because he's. His mother has just passed away, and he also, you know, uh, gave a very sort of touching statement. Uh, he said that um, the death of my beloved mother, Her Majesty the, the Queen, is a moment of the greatest sadness for me and all members of my family. We mourn profoundly the passing of a cherished sovereign and a much-loved mother. 
I know her loss will be deeply felt throughout the country, the realms and the Commonwealth, and by countless people around the world. During this period of mourning and change, my, fi uh, my family and I will be comforted and sustained by our knowledge of the respect and deep affection in which the Queen was so widely held. Mm. That's such a beautiful statement from, you know, Prince Charles. Or mm. King Charles III. King Charles yeah. III. Yeah. See, I think it's... A, it's, I think it was a definite shock to the system for, for everyone, you know. Mm. So we all you know, we take time to process that information and, you know, accept and, you know, you know sort of feel, I don't know, at ease with the, with the, with the, with the change in uh, monarchy. Mm -hmm. uh, Turkey's president, uh, Mr. Erdogan, said he was saddened to learn of Queen Elizabeth's death and sent his deepest condolences to the royal family and the people and government of the UK. Is um, the president also um, of Pakistan, Arif Alvi, offered his sincere condolences to the royal family, the government, and the people of Great Britain on the sad demise of Queen Elizabeth II, the second longest reigning monarch in the history of Great Britain. Mm. Mm. Yes. Um, so, uh, obviously, I mean, as far as the Andhra Muslim community is concerned, it has had a long association with the monarchy. And um, it has always uh, paid tribute uh, to the monarch of the time, uh, not least because of um, the governments over which the monarch uh, resides has been very benevolent when it comes uh, to the practice of uh, one's faith and one's uh, religion. And this is what uh, the founder of the Amdi Muslim community uh, expressed uh, his gratitude for when he presented uh, that uh, book, Tofa Kasseria, uh, that he wrote on the occasion of Queen Victoria's Diamond Jubilee. Uh, a gift to the Queen, Thopa Kassaria translates right, as. Right. And he invited her to Islam. Mm. He ex um, did express his differences as far as uh, Christianity was concerned, but he also paid tribute to the Queen for her uh, government's, uh, as I said, benevolent uh, treatment, to uh, a benevolent approach and attitude towards the practice of religion and practice of faith. Um, so it also reported that when uh, the uh, uh, then Prince of Wales, uh, Prince Edward, well, uh, who later became King Edward the uh, Eighth, right. um, visited um, India, hmm. um, um, a book was also presented to him by the Second Caliph. Right. Um, so again, uh, it was. Uh, very much appreciating the fact that uh, the British government, of which the monarch uh, is the head of um, state for, is one that uh, permits the practice of one's faith free freely, and that is something that is uh, very much valued. Uh, and more recently, on the occasion of the uh, uh, Platinum Jubilee, mm. also we had uh, tributes being uh, paid to Her Majesty, uh, and we had uh, big celebrations uh, that were organized That's by the right. Indian community. Yes. You must have been uh, on one or two. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> was, do you know, I, I, I think what was nice was that we had, we had one uh, in our local area 
where we live. And it was so nice. And so many people just came out. And again and again, this is the thing that I keep hearing over the, you know, over on, the on the news, how people just disregarded their differences and people came together for that special occasion, you know, when we had the Diamond Jubilee. Mm. And this is the same thing now. It's sad, though, that it's, it's on a, such a sad occasion yeah. that people are coming together. It's a, you know, yeah. And, of course, people are, you know, are feeling, you know, have very sort of heavy mm. hearts. But and, of course, know, yeah, go on. No. No, no, I was just going to say, I just remember, you know, you know, you mentioned uh, how she was she was quite young. She was uh, 25 when yes, which took the throne, and the thing is, it reminds me also of the second caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Khalifa al the second Muslim, the Promised Messiah, peace be on him. Who, like I said, was the second successor yeah. of the Promised Messiah, and he also was very young. He was also in his twenties. Yes, when he twenty-four, I believe. Yes, exactly. Mm. So he was very young also, mm. and he had a long, you know, um, you know, long. L- yeah, long, p- long period of service, That's yes, right, yeah. yes, some 50, uh, 51 plus years. Um, but I was going to say that mm. th- this engagement with uh, royalty um, is also found uh, in history uh, and was something that uh, was also <coughs> evident during the time of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, because uh, he also uh, went out of his way to engage with. Uh, uh, leaders and rulers of, of the time, writing letters, in, inviting them to Islam. And uh, he also came across certain rulers that were quite benevolent and kind, in particular the uh, king or the ruler of Abyssinia, the Negus, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, is said to have been so impressed with the teachings that he brought. Yes. Uh, and after a conversation by um, by his uh, cousin, that is the Holy Prophet's cousin, Jaffa bin Abdul Halib, that uh, he also embraced, uh, it is said that he also embraced uh, Islam. And uh, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, <coughs> was uh, saddened when uh, this uh, particular king passed away. And he had become a Muslim, according to some records, and it is said that he, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, also led his, his funeral prayers in abstention, um, and also asked uh, his companions to seek forgiveness uh, for him, or to pray for forgiveness for him. So this um, engagement with um, benevolent leaders, benevolent rulers, uh, is also found um, in the um, formative history of, of Islam as well. And the other aspect, I think that uh, I think we can also draw an Islamic angle to is the way that th- this uh, period of mourning is done in a very dignified, That's in great. a very controlled and temperate way. Uh, there isn't the kind of antics that we find in certain parts of the world, certain, certainly eastern parts of the world, of uh, bouts of wailing and tearing uh, out of hair and slapping your face. Mm. Uh, it is something also... Uh, that was discouraged by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And one incident I do remember is the uh, death, or the assassination, <coughs> in fact, of um, 
his uncle, his beloved uncle, mm. as a thamza, it was in in a very brutal fashion that that was done. Uh, his body was mutilated by the opponents, and he was deeply grieved by it. Uh, and uh, <coughs> he was also uh, lem- he also lamented the fact that because the migration from his hometown to the city of Athena had taken place only recently, that there was nobody, uh, none of his relatives that were able to lament, or that were able to express their grief That's right. for, for the fallen, for the fallen relative. And uh, when he mentioned that, then uh, the other ladies then decided to express their grief, and they did what I was saying is common in Eastern in some eastern uh, countries, which is uh, to uh, wail and slap their faces and tear their uh, their hair, and that is something that the Holy Prophet peace be upon him disapproved of, uh, and said so. So there was a lesson here about grieving and uh, how you should grieve, and to be, uh, in a sense, resigned to the will of God, and to express your grief in a in a controlled and uh, in uh, in a measured fashion. And uh, this was also epitomized, uh, I feel, uh, very much by the Holy Prophet himself when his uh, son mm. Ibrahim died. Now, Ibrahim uh, was a son that uh, he was blessed with in the closing years of his life. Uh, was somebody very dear to him because he had grown up uh, to a year and a half, a year and a quarter. So it's a time when you have uh, uh, infants at their more more playful age, mm. then they're perhaps running around and maybe talking a little. And it was at that time that uh, that infant fell sick, and uh, the Holy Prophet peace be upon him is said to have cradled him in his arms uh, during his dying moments right. uh, as he passed away, and uh, tears started to flow from uh, from his face. And uh, it is then uh, that somebody asked that, uh, how strange is it that you also cry, O Messenger of God? And uh, it is then the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, responded, and I've got this phrase uh, written down, um, that he responded, the eyes cry and the heart is sad, but we only say that which pleases our Lord, were it not uh, for the decree of Allah to pass, and uh, that the, late, late, the later amongst us shall meet the earlier, meaning eventually we will be mm-hmm. united, we would have been m- much more grieved at your departure, which referring to his son. So this shows that uh, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, also suffered yes. losses, and it also shows that how he expressed his grief uh, for the loss that he bore. And if in this time of mourning that we are passing through, mm. then we should uh, express it or share that, uh, uh, share that grief in the in, the, in a similar manner. Sure. And there's one other thing that uh, is remarkable of that particular incident, right? And that is that <coughs> there was an eclipse of um, the um, I think it's the sun, the sun that occurred on the same day, right. and some people uh, started saying that this is a sign that the heavens are also mourning the, right. your child. Uh, and uh, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, uh, rejected this. Yes. And he said that this is not the case. 
uh, and he said that uh, these are natu- natural phenomena. Yes. They're not expressing <coughs> the passing away or any, any particular event. And on this, um, the uh, writer William Muir is not a, f- uh, one would not say he's a fan of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Yes. He did not accept Islam, but he observed uh, this and he, and I quote, a vulgar imposter would have accepted and confirmed the delusion. You know, the delusion That's that correct. this is, yeah. Yes. But the Holy Prophet rejected the idea. The sun and moon he taught, uh, he taught are amongst the signs appointed by, by the Lord. They are not eclipsed on the death of anyone. So in Islam, uh, you know, as far as mourning is concerned, uh, it, ha- it is something that's very much encouraged to be conducted with dignity and respect and forbearance. And it is very much in line, mm. it is good to see that uh, this particular period of mourning that we're passing yes. through is being being uh, being expressed mm. um, it is in line with what we would be, we would observe as muslims a hundred percent i mean since the the news broke of the the, the queen's ill health you see people started gathering uh, <clears throat> very peacefully around balmoral and around buckingham palace and then of course we had the sad news of the actual demise of the queen <clears throat> <clears throat> the crowds grew in number around Buckingham Palace. And then you saw that, again, like you mentioned, Brother Willie, people were very dignified and just you know, standing quietly, you know, gathering together, paying their condolences, bringing flowers. And, um, you know, it, it actually, at some point, is, for me, um <clears throat> slightly similar to the passing of the, our beloved fourth caliph Hazrat may Allah have mercy on him in the same time it was very dig- it was a you know real shock to the system but everyone carried themselves in a very very dignified manner mm. and people came from all over the world to pay their respects and people were just nice and calm and weren't you know wailing and shouting and it's the same there was a, I was listening to the news this morning and there was a gentleman who, who drove all the way from Watford and he was at Buckingham Palace at 4.30 this this morning and he said he just wanted to avoid the, the rush hour and the rush that will come later on. But even at that point at 4.30, there, were, you know, there was a fair crowd there, but he said he wanted to pay his tribute. And it's just mm. touching to hear these sorts of things. No, certainly, yes. certainly, yes. Um Okay, we can uh, go for a short break uh, now. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes uh, and continuing with our uh, <coughs> with our coverage of uh, this uh, sad day following the demise of Queen Elizabeth II. The Voice of Islam Radio expresses its great sadness at the news of the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and our thoughts and prayers are with Her Majesty's family. We remember with great affection and deep gratitude the lifetime of service given by our longest-serving monarch. During her long and extraordinary life, her sense of duty and her kindness and compassion made her loved and admired by people of all ages and backgrounds, both in the United Kingdom and across the world. We pray that may Her Majesty's soul rest in peace and may God provide comfort and solace to the royal family during this difficult time. Amen. 
upon the demise of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, the world head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, His Holiness Hazrat Mirza Masur Ahmad has said, The death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II is a truly great loss for the United Kingdom and Commonwealth. Ahmadi Muslims will remain forever grateful for the way Her Majesty served her people with immense dignity, grace and unwavering dedication throughout her long reign. On behalf of the worldwide Ahmadiyya Muslim community, I wish to express our most sincere condolences to His Majesty King Charles III, the members of the royal family and to the nation. May God Almighty grant them all the patience and strength to deal with this tremendous loss. Peace be upon you. Good morning. Welcome back to the Breakfast Show of the Voice of Islam. The time is uh, 7.42. It's Friday the 9th of September 2022. Um, it is uh, a sad morning that uh, we are broadcasting this program on the demise of uh, the day following the demise of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, if uh, our listeners have any thoughts that they want to share uh, with us uh, about this tragic event, about her memory, about their memories of uh, the Queen, then please do call in. Uh, our number is zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. Uh, or you can tweet us at Voice of Islam UK. If you have any thoughts uh, to share, please do call and uh, let us uh, share those thoughts with the rest of our listeners. Uh, over to you, sir. <clears throat> Thank you. You know, I think um, what would be appropriate at this time is just to, for some, for those people who are aware of the life of the Queen and her, her rise to the throne, it would be just nice just to touch upon briefly a little bit about her background so Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor was born on the 21st of April 1926 in a house just off Berkeley Square in London, the first child of Albert, Duke of York, second son of George V and his duchess, the former lady Elizabeth Bowes Lyon. In 1947, she married a handsome young naval officer, Lieutenant Philip Mountbatten, a distant cousin she met. Uh, when she was just 13 and the son of Prince Andrew of Greece and a great-great-grandson of Queen Victoria. Their first child, Prince Charles, was born in 1948 and his sister, uh, Princess Anne, came along two years later. When her father's illness forced him to abandon a proposed visit to Australia and New Zealand in 1952, the princess, accompanied by Prince Philip, undertook the journey in his place. On February the 6th, while in Kenya, on the first stage of her trip, she received the, the sad news of King George VI's death and her, her own accession to the, th- <clears throat> to the throne. Excuse me. She ruled the realm for 70 years and 214 days. Since the age of 25, she has been served by 15 prime ministers, that's here in the UK, and endured great personal triumphs and sorrow. The coronation took place in Westminster Abbey on June the 2nd, 1953, and was broadcast on radio around uh, uh, on radio around the world uh, at the young Queen's request, also on television, bringing the splendour of the event to hundreds of thousands of people in a way never before thought possible. When the Queen's youngest sons, Prince Andrew and Prince Edward, were born in 1960 and 1964, respectively, they were the first children to be born to a reigning monarch since Queen Victoria. The Queen experienced the marriage breakups of three of her four offspring and the demise of Charles and Andrew's relationships, combined with a major fire at Windsor Castle, and led her to describe 1992 as a, an as horrible 
in her Christmas speech for that year. Recent years may have been turbulent ones for the royal family, but there is no doubt that it is uh, head has held uh, and uphold, upheld the traditional image of the monarchy while contributing significantly to the creation of a modern role for it. Her Majesty, whose husband Prince Philip passed away in April 2021, was a mother to four children: Prince Charles, Princess Anne, Prince Andrew, and Prince Edward. You know, he's, I was just having a discussion with someone yesterday, brother Walid, and mm. we we're saying, you know, how just uh, a year and a half ago. We had the sad news of Prince uh, Philip passing yes. away, her husband. Yes, you know, and 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 of course, you know, the sad news yesterday, Thursday, the eighth of September, we had the sad news of the demise of our Queen, um, and and for uh, the new monarch, King Charles the Third, Prince Charles, oh sorry, King Charles, I keep saying Prince Charles, yes. excuse me, King Charles the Third. You know, this this is must be you know a great loss for him. I've lost his father a year and a half ago yes. and his mother yesterday. No, no, it must, it must be very sad for, for him. Um, this is uh, this is the way the, you know, the things are mm. uh, and the way that uh, monarchy uh, uh, flows. Um, it is, yes, indeed. In, in I mean, this is one of those, you know, events where you tend to remember where you were when you first heard about mm. it. I don't know where you were, but I, I was I was I was in my car driving to um, to collect my prescription. Right, oh. <laughs> and uh, I had the radio on, mm. and that's when the uh, um, broadcast uh, that I was listening to was interrupted by this particular news, mm. and uh, I actually stopped my car, and then uh, I sent uh, a message to. Uh, a group that I, a, a WhatsApp group, many right. of us brought, yes, we a all group have. that I belong to. That's right. Uh, and to uh, to my daughter as well, mm. oh. she's very much clued up with, uh, oh. on this kind of thing. Yes. Um, I didn't send it to my wife because I felt that she would become uh, quite, um, uh, she would not take the news, mm. uh, news calmly. Mm. Um, so uh, that was my experience. But um, I must say it was... Um, it's certainly something that um, was um, uh, was moving. Uh, although she she uh, had go had been of an advanced age, although there was uh, news being uh, uh, broadcast regarding her illness and the concern that the doctors had expressed, even then, mm. it came as a bit of a shock. Uh, as to what had transpired. I think so, yes. I think the thing is, uh, it, everyone was well aware of, of her, well, I don't know how many people were actually well aware of her ill health, but we, you know, we could see that since she moved up to Balmoral and mm. she she met with the new Prime Minister up there and with the, the outgoing Prime Minister Boris Johnson, mm. that, you know, that she was not, you know, f in, in the top health, mm. let's say. But... The thing that's always um, admirable for me is that you know she she served to the very end, you know. Yes, that's yes. so amazing. So only a day before, yes, she uh, she appointed um, Liz Truss as the as the prime minister. Exactly, and this for me is really important. I think all world leaders need to follow her example, and not mm. just world leaders, politicians in general, people in power need to see how this this lady 
this our beloved queen she served with dignity she served with you know a sense of duty you know and a sense of service and she was just non-stop so for for people who are sometimes <laughs> part of the expression but for some people who are a bit flaky and looking for any excuse not to <laughs> fulfill their duties mm. you know there's no better example and it, do you know that what reminds me also uh, brother Walid mm. of our beloved caliph the fifth successor of the promised messiah May Allah strengthen his hand and may Allah be his helper. He, his sense of duty and he works so hard, non-stop, you know, hmm. lit, you know nearly 24 hours a day and has very little time. Yeah. You know, he just works and works and works and works. Uh, and it's amazing, you know, we, we, we do a little bit of work and we feel tired. But there's people like the Queen, Her Majesty, there's our, our beloved Caliph, hmm. may Allah be his helper. These people, they lead by example, and they're so admirable, you know. And, and it's just, you know, it's the sort of person that you want to try and emulate. No, certainly, certainly. And you know, um, if you permit me, brother, William, no, you, please go ahead. I just want to turn to some of the the newspapers and the very beautiful pictures that they have. Um, they have on the front covers of all the major newspapers, mm. and in the Times, there's a very beautiful. Regal picture of the Queen mm. says there a life in service. Queen Elizabeth II, April twenty first, nineteen twenty six, mm-hmm. December eighth, two thousand twenty two. Mm-hmm. This is beautiful photographs. All all of them, you know, all of these major British newspapers. Um, in one of the papers is the headline reads, "Our hearts are broken." Uh, in the Daily Telegraph, there's a message here. It says that. Grief is the price we pay for love. This was an actual message from the, uh, the Queen Elizabeth II, one of the statements uh, in the Guardian. Again, it's, it's such a beautiful picture. It's very regal, very... Yes, it's a shame we can't uh, share it with our listeners. I know, yeah. I know. I think the thing yeah. is, um, you know, you were asking me where where I was yesterday at that time. Yeah. I, I happened to be at home and it must have been about four o'clock. I was just turned on the TV because I was like to keep up with the news and then this is you know because I had from the, heard from the morning that you know there was the Queen's health was not that great mm. and, I and, let, and you sensed that something was not well, quite right well the thing is you were saying that you had well it's funny enough I had come I, see we, we broadcast live uh, for the for the benefit of our listeners this we've been actually at the moment we're broadcasting live from the Beethoven mm. Mosque the House of Victories here in South London this beautiful mosque here so I had attended the afternoon prayers at uh, 2 p.m. Right. And at that time, there was already some news, there was some inkling, and there was news that was going around Twitter and social media about mm. the Queen's uh, health, you know, and how people were concerned. So when I had um, eventually got home around 4 p.m., I turned on the news and I was watching that. And I was saying to my family, I said, this doesn't sound good at all, you know. And like you said, you know, it was a very surreal moment for mm. all of us, especially, you know, those that are, you know, like yourself, like myself, who, who've who been brought up in this country, you know, mm. who you know, very much British and be proud to be British and say, you know, <laughs> you know I, I wouldn't say I could call myself a, a big fan of the royal family, but the Queen was the one person mm. that you would look to in the royal family to say, you know, this, yeah. this is a true royal, you know? Yeah, yeah. She seemed to be one that was above reproach, wasn't she? Uh, you can criticize. You would be able to criticize the members of mm. the royal of royalty, but uh, she would be one that you would feel compelled to spare uh, any uh, any criticism. Uh, 
Um, yes, um, we didn't uh, do the weather, uh, weather uh, Khalid. Maybe we should. Sure. Uh, if anybody's interested, uh, the weather today, showers are expected for many. Uh, these uh, are going to be heavy at times, longer spells of rain in southern and eastern Scotland and the far north of England. Uh, drier with sunshine in northwest Scotland. Uh, breezy, it says. And the BBC is also saying that as far as the evening is concerned, then we will see showers gradually east foremost uh, with a mix of variable cloud and clear spells likely overnight. Staying cloudy with further spells of rain in southeast Scotland, nevertheless. So that's the weather, if anybody's interested. Mm. Um, it's, it's, a lot of people are flocking to Buckingham Palace. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, you're talking about the weather. And mm. even though yesterday it was raining at, at points, at some point it was like quite heavy downpour. But still you saw the crowds. Uh, yeah. by the way, People were just flocking to Buckingham Palace mm. and uh, also Balmoral. And then you saw them... They, you know, they didn't care. They were standing there with their umbrellas, you know, trying to you know hear information or mm. see information or you know just just to be there, you know. And uh, at some point, I think you know I, I, I would like to go and uh, pay my tributes as well, Buckingham Palace, right. have a look. But you see, like like you were mentioning the weather there, it was raining and it is going to rain again. But what was ad- very admirable, admirable was uh, all the people standing there, very peacefully standing there with their umbrellas in the rain, you know. Yeah. Try to use yeah. I've just got a couple of clips. I want to play one at least. Uh, this is about, uh, it says Hazul's message, his holiness message on the Queen's death. See what this has to say. Upon the demise of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, the world head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, His Holiness, Hazrat Mirza Masur Ahmad, has said, The death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II is a truly great loss for the United Kingdom and Commonwealth. Ahmadi Muslims will remain forever grateful for the way Her Majesty served her people with immense dignity, grace and unwavering dedication throughout her long reign. On behalf of the worldwide Ahmadiyya Muslim community, I wish to express our most sincere condolences to His Majesty King Charles III, the members of the royal family and to the nation. May God Almighty grant them all the patience and strength to deal with this tremendous loss. So that was uh, a message from His Holiness and there's also a clip uh, that indicates there's a voice of Islam message on the Queen's death. So let's see whether that's the same or whether there's something different. The Voice of Islam Radio expresses its great sadness at the news of the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and our thoughts and prayers are with Her Majesty's family. We remember with great affection and deep gratitude the lifetime of service given by our longest serving monarch. During her long and extraordinary life, her sense of duty and her kindness and compassion made her loved and admired by people of all ages and backgrounds, both in the United Kingdom and across the world. We pray that may Her Majesty's soul rest in peace and may God provide comfort and solace to the royal family during this difficult time. Amen. Well, th- those uh, were messages, uh, mm. one from His Holiness and then the second one from the station itself. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, what's been expressed uh, there uh, is shared uh, by many. Do you know the thing is, uh, I'm sure there's many people listening out there. Uh, dear listeners, please do get involved. I'm sure there's a lot of us that are feeling, you know, have had the sort same sentiments and we're all feeling, you know, a lot of us in, 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 still in, 
a little bit in shock and uh, trying to come to terms with the news. And so we would love to hear from you. Please don't feel shy. Please express with us you know, your your feelings and sentiments. Uh, I'm sure there are quite a few royalists out there and people uh, who had uh, respect for the Queen. Please do get involved. Give us a ring on 0208-687-7878. We will be taking a break um, fairly soon around 8 o'clock for the 8 o'clock news. Uh, Thereafter, we should continue with this particular topic. Uh, You can also tweet us at Voice of Islam UK. Uh, The breakfast show runs from Monday to Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Today's uh, presenters are brother Walid and myself, Khalid Banu. Uh, Like I said, Pick up the phone, give us a ring, uh, and give us a ring on zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. Right. So, as uh, mentioned by Brother Khalid Banu, we'll be uh, going for uh, a short break. After that break, uh, we'll be uh, listening to the eight o'clock news, and then a few minutes later, we'll be uh, recommencing this show, uh, covering the uh, sad demise of uh, Queen Elizabeth II uh, yesterday. Don't go away. of Islam Radio. Peace be upon you. Good morning. Welcome back to the uh, Breakfast Show of the Voice of Islam with uh, myself, Uli Dhamma, and uh, uh, Brother Khalid Banu. The time is uh, three minutes past eight. It's Friday, the 9th of September, 2022. And uh, as mentioned at the top of the program, we are very much dedicating this particular broadcast uh, to Her Majesty the uh, Queen who passed away yesterday. And uh, we will be talking about, uh, in this part of the program, about what is going to be following uh, the events that uh, will unfold now that he's passed away. What are the arrangements uh, that have been uh, made uh, that will be put into operation? Uh, And we'll also be looking at some of the quotes of uh, Her Majesty the Queen, some memorable quotes, uh, some memorable statements she made. Uh, and uh, I'll pass that uh, for that. I'll pass you on to um, to uh, Brother Khalid. Over to you, sir. Thank you. So, like we were saying earlier, uh, Brother Willie, it was just a few days ago that the Queen, you know, she formally appointed Liz Truss as the UK's Prime Minister mm. and asked her to form a new government. Mm. And it was just on this point that I would like to mention how the Queen made history for the women who will come after her, you know. Right. <clears throat> she didn't allow anyone to ask or to question her ability to rule as a woman. And she implemented truly feminist policies during her reign and most of all 
didn't take nonsense from anyone. Right. And she mucked in. What was nice when we, I was listening to the news, a lot of former prime ministers said that, you know, when they had uh, weekly meetings, because uh, as uh, some people might be aware, or, that the, the, the prime ministers, they have to have a weekly meeting with the queen. And um, one of the prime ministers, former prime ministers, uh, Sir John Major, who's prime minister from uh, 1990 to 1997, mm. he was saying how, you know, in those meetings with the Queen, it will be a short, short amount of time we spent on talking business. Right. But then the rest of it was quite informal. And she had a, she had a good sense of humour. And this is one, I think, one of the things that's really uh, beautiful and endearing about certain leaders in the world if you look at the life of the holy prophet may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him he also had a sense of humor you know and and he he him the queen had a sense of humor our beloved caliph hazrat mirza masrur ahmad may Allah strengthen his hand you see sometimes when he's having these uh, virtual programs hazrat likes to now and again crack a joke you know and and, and also you know always remaining very you know regal uh-huh. And, and and get into the point, but also you know, ha, you know, making time to have a sense of humor, and uh, and this is what the so Don Major was saying that mm. the Queen really had a very good sense of humor, and would made you feel at ease. And more often than not, these meetings were supposed to last about forty five minutes, but normally they would overrun because, like I said, they would talk business for a little bit, and then <clears throat> they would just talk about other things and more informal things. Right now, going back to a little bit more about the life of the Queen. So in 1944, when Elizabeth was just 18 years old, uh, despite begging him, her father absolutely refused to let her contribute to the Second World War effort, uh, deciding that her duties as a princess were more important. But she had other ideas, right? Eventually, after refusing to give in, he let her join the Auxiliary Territorial Service. So you see, Mm -hmm. even from a young age, she was ready to serve. Uh-huh. Keen to serve. Yeah. Keen to serve, uh-huh. exactly. And donning a pair of coveralls and driving a military truck and working as a mechanic, Elizabeth became the first woman in the royal family to join the armed forces. Uh, in 1952, a 25-year-old, uh, who should have been mourning the death of her father, stepped up as Britain's monarch in a very male world. Mm. A woman hadn't held her post for more than half a century, and if her parents had given her a younger brother, he would have been the one sitting on that throne. But of course it was her, and fate had decided that this is you know, who had to sit on the throne. Mm. That rule has changed now, yes? yes. So that rule mm. where, uh, where a male heir takes precedence over a female uh, heir, because mm. even though he may have been born later, later yes. has changed. So Princess Charlotte... Mm. Uh, is ahead uh, in the line of succession than her younger brother, Prince Louis. Right. Where, where that was not the case uh, in uh, Queen time. Elizabeth's time. Right. Yeah. Very good. Um, Some so tidbit of knowledge I picked up. No, no, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, the, we always learn so much here on the, on the voice of Islam. And lots of, or lots of uh, knowledge is... Uh, is, is, is uh, 
No bought it. Dispensed. Yeah. And dispensed by yes. Brother Walid, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> I think you were saying earlier that, uh, you know, when uh, we are able to converse with experts on yes. issues, and that is where we, we learn a tremendous amount. Mm. Uh, and also when we are, uh, because of the nature of the broadcast, we also um, have to do some reading up we are able to learn a lot. So it's an education for, for us and I'm, I hope also for our listeners. Yes, we hope so. <laughs> Speaking of listeners, um, we've. Uh, I'm not feeling shy to say, don't feel shy yourselves. Uh, if you had your coffee and your, your cup of tea, do give us a ring. Uh, and The number to ring is 0208-687-7878. Now and I would just like to say yes. for, for listeners that yes. as part of... Uh, uh, our morning brother uh, Khalid hasn't brought any breakfast today so, <laughs> so yes. I will excuse him for Thank that you. reason <laughs> Thank but you, usually he's very generous and <laughs> it's always a pleasure to uh, uh, do the show with him because of his generosity in uh, providing us a banana and <laughs> and a couple of items <laughs> like, uh, like, for breakfast yeah God willing inshallah next time uh, we'll, yes, we'll, we'll have, have some to, breakfast we'll have to do double <laughs> next time <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, this uh, historian. There's a historian, his name is David Starkey. Uh-huh. And he famously claimed that Elizabeth had been deprived uh, of a serious education. And as in the usual royal fashion, she had been homeschooled. You know, and um, mm. despite the Queen Mother's protests, Elizabeth had her children educated outside of the palace. And this was something that she wasn't didn't want to see happen again mm-hmm. homeschooling. So she wanted. Her children, which is what happened, mm-hmm. were educated outside. In 2013, she gave royal assent to the succession, uh, succession to the Crown Act, which meant both sons and daughters of any future UK monarch yes. would have an equal right to the throne. So, this is exactly what you just mentioned yes. here, brother yep, William. Yep, yep. So, royal boys no longer had priority over their older sisters. Mm. Uh, most importantly, Elizabeth never allowed her gender to be a, a factor in her ability to reign, nor was it really a topic of conversation at all. She ensured we grew up with a trusted, steadfast woman in power so that the next woman to step in into such a role can be respected without question again. Um, like you alluded to earlier, Brother Willie, there were some of the quotes that I wanted to mention uh, by Queen Elizabeth II. And one of them, these are taken from various, you know, extracts from various speeches and addresses and contributions to documentaries given by the Queen. Mm. One of the first ones reads that it's inevitable that I should be, I should seem a rather remote figure to many of you, a successor to the kings and queens of history. I cannot lead you into battle. I do not give you laws or administer justice, but I can do something else. I can give you my heart and my devotion to these old islands and to all the people of our brotherhood of nations. So this was first televised in a Christmas broadcast in 1957. Mm. She goes on to say, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong this is so admirable what she said. And this was a speech on her, look at this, Brother Willie, on her 21st birthday. Uh-huh. This is April 21st, uh, 21, excuse me, 1947. And this was broadcast on the radio from Cape Town. And you spoke about this earlier. Yes. And so you saw how her humility, 
Mm. I think it's one of the striking characteristics of her. And, 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 and again, going out, for me, true world leaders, when you look at the, the, the Queen, you know, she always was someone very humble. You look at the life of the Holy Prophet, the character of the Holy Prophet, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. So I'm very high in status, but very, very humble. Mm. And again, we look at our Caliph, our, our, our beloved Caliph, Hazrat Mirza Masrur Ahmad, may Allah be his helper, the fifth global Caliph, the successor to the Prophet Messiah, who brought the true teachings of Islam to the world. He is so humbled and so you know, full of humility and carries himself with, with so, much, so much grace. And these, 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 these people are people that I think that we need to you know, emulate and look up to and try to be a little bit like them. Yeah, certainly, yeah. yeah. One of the other quotes from the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II, uh, her previous quotes was that, I have in sincerity pledged myself to your service as so many of you are pledged to mine. Throughout all my life and with all my heart, I shall strive to be worthy of your trust. So this was her speech on her coronation day, June 2nd, 1953. She also goes on to say, while we have faced challenges before, this one is different. <clears throat> this time we join with all nations across the globe in a common endeavor, using the great advances of science and our inst instinctive compassion to heal. We will succeed and that success will belong to every one of us. Yes. Um, uh, so those are some quotes, um, but um, and uh, we'll continue with uh, more of those uh, if we can find. I'm sure uh, Brother Khalid will be able to find some more that we can share with our listeners. Um, uh, as far as uh, remembering uh, the Queen is concerned, um, there was uh, this in the Al Hakam, uh, the newspaper of the Amdiyam community, that's uh, quite uh, interesting. I'll just read part of this. It says, As the monsoon-style rainfall hammered the rooftops and streets of Great Britain on 8th of September 2022, the sad news came in that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II had passed away. Her Majesty is being grieved by millions around the world, especially by the bereaved Great Britain, uh, Great British nation. But we all have our own ways of grieving as Ahmadi Muslims, we tend to look at the positive side of things. So, as we remember the beloved Queen of England, we remember things that we ought to be thankful to her for. Queen Elizabeth II carried the legacy of Queen Empress Victoria, who had remained a benevolent Empress of India by bringing to the land religious freedom, a privilege previously known, uh, previously unknown to the native population for many centuries. This benevolence had earned her a huge deal of prayers from the founder of the Amdiyam Muslim community, Hazrat Mizar Ghulam Ahmed of Khalyan, who had been sent by God Almighty, according to our belief, to reunite not only Islam but all other religions of the world. Under the rule of such a government and such a monarch, yeah, he was able to uh, speak freely, write and publicize his message through every medium available. More than a century later, the fifth successor of uh, Hazrat uh, Ahmed, uh, Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmed, was to echo the same words of gratitude to Queen Elizabeth II, paying tribute to the legacy of religious freedom that the latter had contrib continued to provide in the UK throughout her reign. 
The founder of the Muslim community wrote extensively to express his gratitude for Queen Victoria, and this can be summarized in his own words, which uh, run as follows. A great portion of the beneficence of the Empress of India is that during her reign, every person has gained a large opportunity for a spiritual advancement, something he, uh, me, that can be um, quoted uh, from his book, uh, Gift from uh, for the Queen, Tofa Kassaria. Uh, and uh, this was something that was produced by the family of the Amdim community as part of the Jubilee celebrations of uh, Queen Victoria in 1897. And when that queen passed away in 1901, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community uh, paid tribute to her by publishing her biography and by reminding the readers of how benevolent her reign had been. A memorial service was arranged at the residence of uh, Nawab Muhammad Ali Khan on uh, Friday, 25th of January in uh, Malir Kotla, where the great services of the emperors were remembered and prayers were offered for her. After two other addresses, Nawab Muhammad Ali Khan delivered an address where he referred to the gratitude that the founder of the community had all along expressed for the great queen. An incident that he especially pointed out was, a title invested on the British monarch is defender of faith for being the head of the Church of England. But in the reign of Queen Victoria, religious tolerance and impartiality progressed to such a point that a Jewish person was given the position of Secretary of State. This shows how unbiased the Queen was. So this is something that is recorded in an old uh, newspaper, the Al-Hakam of uh, 24th of February 1901. In fact, uh, Queen Victoria also had a Jewish Prime Minister in, uh, in uh, Mr. Disraeli. Uh, as well, so not just a Secretary of State, but a Prime Minister. Half a century later, uh, Queen Elizabeth II was to sit on the throne, and in her reign, the world saw that not only persons of Jewish faith, but also Muslims, Hindus, and Sikhs appointed as Secretaries of State or as uh, other important officials in the state machinery. This was not only a proof of a religious tolerance, but of ethnic diversity too, rather an advocate of both. Uh, going back to Kadian, this uh, particular uh, item says, uh, funds were raised for memorial of Queen Victoria, the largest contribution coming in from Anwar Muhammad Ali Khan. A, uh, a total of 500 rupees was raised to buy books for the uh, Talimun Islam uh, school. In line with the tradition of his master, Hazrat Mizza Masroor Ahmed, the fifth successor of the uh, founder of the Ahmadiyya Community, the Promised Messiah, instructed that charity walks be organized by British Ahmadi Muslims to raise funds for the many humanitarian causes that Her Majesty was a patron of. And these funds were donated to such bodies on various occasions in 2012 and 2022, a gesture of trust and respect for Her Majesty's charitable undertakings. In February, when uh, the British Indian government's plan to build a memorial for Queen Victoria was mentioned in uh, his audience, as Ahmed, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, stated, in my opinion, it should be a great college or hospital. It is no more, not mere coincidence, but a faith-inspiring incident uh, to see that the fifth successor of uh, the founder of the community would donate very generously towards the charitable causes in health and education set up and overseen by Queen Elizabeth 
the successor of Queen Victoria. We conclude with the words uh, this particular piece uh, on the Al Hagam website runs. We conclude with the words of Hazrat Mizam Surur Ahmad that he wrote in his message on the equation of the Queen Elizabeth II's Diamond Jubilee in 2012. He says, May God the Almighty also guide the progeny of Her Majesty to become established on the truth and to guide others towards it. May the attributes of justice and freedom continue to remain the guiding principles of the British monarchy. It's uh, part of a letter of the head of the Amdi Muslim community, the current head of the Amdi Muslim community, to Her Majesty the Queen uh, that was issued at that time. It's very, you know, very touching um, that the words expressed there, and, and especially where uh, His Holiness Hazrat Masur Ahmed, may Allah be his said that, you know, may the attributes of justice and freedom continue to remain the guiding principles of the British monarchy. You know, it's going back to some of the quotes I was mentioning earlier. Yes. This this just aligns very nicely with what the His Holiness has said, and he said many a time in his Friday sermons about how people... Uh, in in power, or people in authority are there to serve the people, are there to serve the wider public, mm. not just there to sit on your, you know, in your office and be like, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of this department, that department. You're actually there to serve the people around you, and and so this is again, you know, like from the quotes that I was reading out earlier, it, it, it says it again and again. You know, she was so humble in her speech and in her her manner. Um, one of the other quotes I wanted to read out from the Queen was Queen Elizabeth II was that we should take comfort that while we may have more still to endure, better days will return. We will be with our friends again and we will be with our families again. We will meet again. So this was televised uh, on April the 5th, 2020 after uh-huh. the outbreak of the COVID you know, uh-huh. pandemic. Uh-huh. Um, she also goes on to say, and so, as I look forward to continuing to serve you with all my heart, I hope this jubilee, this is obviously on the, you know, to mark the 70th anniversary of her accession to the throne. She says, that, and so, as I look forward to continuing to serve you with all my heart, I hope this jubilee will bring together families and friends, neighbours and communities after some difficult times for so many of us in order to enjoy the celebrations and to reflect on the positive developments in our day-to-day lives that have so happily coincided with my reign. So this was, like I said, uh, uh, actually a message she delivered on February the 6th, 2022, at the occasion of the 17th anniversary, you know, oh, okay. of the right. Jubilee celebrations. Yes. But there is that uh, saying of the Holy Prophet, isn't it, that uh, a leader, the, the leader of, uh, of a people is uh, is their servant. Mm. So um, that is the way, in very very much the, the way that we can say, epitomize the conduct of a queen, that she very much was a person dedicated to service, to dedicate her life for um, the service of her people, uh, to uh, discharge her duty as monarch, uh, to the best of her abilities and throughout her life, even to the uh, uh, la- one day before or the mm. last day of her mm. life. Uh, it's, uh, it's a remarkable uh, commitment that uh, she was able to render uh, this country and uh, 
to the Commonwealth and something that uh, she should very much be remembered for um, and appreciated for. Mm, definitely. You know, the, 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 of course, there needs some things need to happen when, when, when uh, a head of state passes away. Um, the name given to this particular um, event uh, or the, 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 the steps that are put in place for this particular event is, at the moment, is called Operation Unicorn. So, had the Queen passed away in London, yes. it would have been Operation uh, London Bridge. I see. But as as the Queen um, peacefully passed away in Scotland, the plan is known as Operation Unicorn, and this will be implemented. Parliament will be immediately suspended to prepare for her state funeral, uh, in which thousands of people are expected to come to Scotland to pay their respects and mourn. Uh, many are expected to congregate in Edinburgh at St. Giles Cathedral, the Scottish Parliament and the pa- uh, Palace of uh, Holyrood House. Now, following her death, the monarch will be uh, conveyed from Barrymore ha- uh, Castle in Aberdeenshire to Edinburgh, where she is to rest in state at the Palace of Holyrood House. And then her coffin will be carried to St. Giles Cathedral on Edinburgh's Royal Mile, where people will be able to pay their respects. Following that, the Queen will then be transported to London, where her state funeral will take place. And it is understood that she is to be buried with her husband, the Duke of Edinburgh, the late Duke of Edinburgh, and parents uh, at St George's Chapel in Windsor. Hmm. It is in, um, noteworthy that with um, such seismic events, uh, there is advanced planning yes. for, for what. Uh, how matters should unfold, and uh, um, was it? Uh, what did you mention as the uh, as a code name for this particular? I think it was uh, London Bridge, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, if but it, it's not London Bridge. No, it's London Bridge. If she was in London, okay. but at the time she was in Scotland, so it's okay. Operation Unicorn. Operation Unicorn. Yeah. But anyway, um, I think how events are to unfold today. Uh, king Charles will be confirmed as king by the Ascension Council. Uh, this is going to be at 10 a.m., so after this broadcast, an hour afterwards, yes. uh, the ascens- accession uh, uh, council will meet. It's made up of uh, senior government figures. Uh, they will meet at St. James's Palace uh, to proclaim King Charles the new sovereign, although he can and is being referred to as King Charles the Third, and rightly so, but uh, that confirmation is going to be taking place uh, later on uh, this morning uh, and uh, according to plans, I don't know whether it's on the Unicorn or London Bridge, uh, the Prime Minister is expected to hold an audience with uh, the new king That's right. uh, at 6pm mm. and uh, the Royal would then deliver uh, a broadcast to the nation but given uh, the timeline of events it's unclear if this will be moved so there will be a broadcast and that is expected later on today by King Charles. Uh, and also, as far as uh, the service uh, is concerned, the service of remembrance at St. Paul's Cathedral, um, <coughs> um, that uh, is also going to be something that is expected to take place today. Uh, it will include the Prime Minister and so- a small number of ministers, uh, hundreds of privy councillors, including the Prime Minister and sen- senior ministers uh, are expected to be invited. Uh, Charles will be confirmed as king in a proclamation 
that we've read out as St. James's Palace and the Royal Exchange in London. And uh, when Parliament agrees on a message of condolence to the royal family, mm. most business will be uh, um, suspended for 10 days and MPs will offer tributes at the House of Lords. Yes. <coughs> yeah, I was listening to the, um, the news this morning and they were saying how what's, uh, some, some sporting events have been cancelled yeah. and also what's been happening is the um, some of the strikes that have been going on have also been suspended. Yes, today's matches, um, Premier League matches have been oh, cancelled. Right. Uh, yesterday's uh, match at Old Trafford uh, could, did, did go on. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it shouldn't have gone on. No, they lost. Yeah, I know you're a Man United fan. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were a Man United fan. No, 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 well, I, I do have a. I do like them, yes. <laughs> you do like them, yeah. But you oh, you must be suffering now. The, uh, anyway, they lost uh, 1 0. Um, but <clears throat> what was mentioned. Mm. It was that it is too. It was too late to cancel. Oh, I see. Uh, I because uh, people had travelled mm. and uh, they had congregated by the time uh, news filtered through, so it had to. It had to continue. But today's games have been cancelled. We don't know whether uh, the games will uh, take place tomorrow and the day after. Mm. Um, here at the mosque, we had uh, uh, planned for an open house. Right. Open houses. Oh, you mentioned that, yes. Yes, so open house is an organization that invites members of the public to go and visit uh, landmark buildings in the capital, and they have got this particular mosque on the list. Right. And we were expecting uh, scores of people on Saturday and Sunday. Now we're not unsure. We're not sure as to whether that's uh, going to continue mm. because most people would want to spend their time. Uh, paying tribute to to the Queen, maybe going to Buckingham Palace, mm. um, uh, rather than coming uh, coming here. But we'll see how that unfolds, uh, that develops. Uh, but uh, at three thirty, we are told also that today the cabinet will hold an audience with the with the new King. Um, so that's also something that is expected to take place today, if uh, the plans that uh, were set. Um, in preparation for this kind of event, uh, are uh, going to are going to be uh, followed as uh, as anticipated. Uh, tomorrow, the uh, Queen's coffin. I think you mentioned this. Will return to uh, Buckingham Palace, either by train or by plane. Right. Uh, so either royal tra- train or by plane, um, and the coffin will uh, be uh, be. Uh, uh, yes, uh, will uh, then uh, uh, lie in state. Yes, lie in state. The mm. prime minister and his cabinet will travel to meet the key, uh, the queen's coffin at St Pancras Station, and, uh, and the day after tomorrow, uh, King Charles will receive the motion of condolence at Westminster Hall. He will then embark on a tour of the UK, mm. starting with a visit to the Scottish Parliament and service at St. Giles Cathedral in uh, Edinburgh. Then he will go on the following day to Northern Ireland, where he receive another motion of condolence and attend a service at St. Anne's Cathedral. And at the same time, a rehearsal will take place for Operation Lion, the procession of the coffin from Buckingham Palace to the Palace of Westminster. And uh, that uh, will see the coffin uh, along, uh, travel along a ceremonial route through London. There will be services at Westminster Hall when the coffin arrives, 
and the Queen would lie, as you were mentioning, in state at the Palace of Westminster for three days, the public were able to visit a coffin which would lie on a raised box down a, uh, a cataphalc, or cataphalc in the middle of the hall for 23 hours per day. I don't know. Are you going to go and see? I don't know whether what the parking is like. I don't know. Maybe well, it's I, going to be public transport. I, I th- that would be best. Yes, I uh, think so. 100%. Yeah. I don't think to be, you know, special yeah. cars or whatever, but it would be easier, yes, to, to take public transport. Or, or Uber. <laughs> depends. Depends what's available. Or, or uh, um, mm. somebody like you can just ask your chauffeur to take you there. We'll <laughs> 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 see. No, just what you were mentioning there, brother, mm. Willie, about the the whether the funeral, sorry, the coffin would be uh, placed is, it would be placed in Ulai uh, <coughs> State in Westminster Hall uh, yeah. for about four days before her funeral, uh-huh. uh, allowing members of the public to file past. The Grand Hall is the oldest part of the Palace of Westminster at the heart of the British government. Uh, the last member of the royal family to lie in state in the hall was uh, the Queen Mother in 2002, when more than 200,000 people queued to view her coffin. Mm. Um, the Queen's coffin will rest on a raised platform known as a catafalque beneath the 11th century hall's medieval timber roof. Each corner of the platform will be guarded by soldiers from units that serve the royal household. It's very surreal to be talking about the Queen's coffin and things. Mm-hmm. Sad, but it's just the information we just wanted to share with our listeners about the the procedure and what's you know what will happen and what will take place following you know her demise. Now, she will be brought to Westminster Hall from Buckingham Palace in a slow procession accompanied by a military parade (coughs) and members of the royal family. Mm. People will also be able to watch the procession as it passes through the streets and big screens broadcasting events uh, are likely to be set up in London's royal parks. Her coffin will be draped in the royal standard and once in Westminster Hall, it will be topped with the imperial state crown Orb and scepter. So mm. you know, it's just, those are the that's the okay. procedure. So I, mm. I didn't mention uh, the King Charles having to visit um, Edinburgh and Northern Ireland, uh, Belfast. Uh, didn't mention Wales. He will be visiting Wales. Uh, this is going to be um, on day seven. So in a, in it will probably be on uh, on Thursday when uh, he will travel to Wales to receive another motion of condolence at the Welsh Parliament and attend a service at uh, the cathedral there in Cardiff. So um, it's um, uh, a tragic moment for the royal family, but uh, also, as far as King Charles is concerned, a very, very busy time having to go uh, and having to travel and also to uh, preside over the funeral arrangements of her, of his uh, late See, respected this, mother. This is the thing. This is the, this similar to when when Queen Elizabeth, um, you know, became queen. You know, she she she, of course, ascended to the throne because of the passing of her her father, and it was I, I think. Just, I wouldn't know, not that much time to grieve, mm. really, but having to serve again, you know, in your, in yeah. your sense of duty. And it's exactly what you just said yeah. about King Charles III now. This is what he's, you know, he's rolling towels now. He will have to do the, all mm. these first mm. commitments. And it's just like, 
literally sort of hitting the floor running, hitting mm, the ground mm, running. Mm. So it's very, again, you know, people say, you know, <coughs> yeah, some people are opposed to monarchy and to royalty, but I think it's admirable, you know, that they, they still have this sense of purpose, of sense of service, and a sense of duty mm. to, to the nation. Well, mm. um, this sense of service, this sense of duty, mm. um, for something that is worthy, it has to be admired. And it is something also that uh, we are very much aware of in our own community, where uh, youngsters uh, dedicate their, their lives also uh, out of a sense of duty for something that is worthy. Mm. And uh, we have somebody with us uh, as well who's done that. So some, somebody and people like him are worthy of our admiration and our appreciation because of the sac- sacrifice they make mm. in uh, in dedicating themselves in this way. And then uh, it's not just uh, a verbal dedication, but it is also a dedication which uh, the vast majority of uh, such individuals for a noble cause carry out uh, with dignity and forbearance and respect and patience. Uh, and that is something that... Uh, uh, is uh, great to see and great to observe and uh, those who are able to do that uh, um, can consider themselves to uh, lead uh, and accomplish uh, successful lives and so this uh, aspect of uh, dedication sense of duty to something that is worthy something that is uh, noble uh, is very much uh, has resonance has very much resonance in uh, some in the way that uh, some people within the community also uh, are able to contribute uh, in a similar fashion for something that is worthy and noble. Definitely, and thing is, um, for people who are not aware, the these young gentlemen are. Go through the, the institute called Jamia, which is the Institute for Theology, and mm. um, they spent seven years training. And excuse me, yes, seven years. Breakfast. No breakfast. My stomach was just talking. About. <laughs> so, Sorry, yeah. dear listeners. My listeners can't hear, can they? They can't hear the <laughs> rumbling sure, in your tummy. Sure they, they, <laughs> <laughs> but they, 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 seven years, you know, learning and studying. Mm. And even how long do doctors spend? Six years, seven years, also. No, it's it's similar time. Uh, it's similar time. And see yeah. that the, what's what's different there is that you got people that are, 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 are can you know it's so easy for people just to go and say right, I'm going to go and give my life and do what I want for me, right? And, and you see certain sometimes some rebellious elements uh, within like the royal family. Sometimes they don't, yeah. don't they don't toe the line, right? And they, oh. do, they do whatever they want, right? <laughs> well, they go off to California. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I hope you're not treading on anybody's toes. No, yes. no, exactly. Yes. But this is anyway. what I talk about these young gentlemen now. Uh, go back to what I was saying about their their dedication. They spent seven years, and it's easy f- for them if they wanted to to choose a, a life of. You know, just a normality, or not? I would say normality, but an easy, e- easy path, which is just to get your education and go off and do whatever you like to do mm. in terms of your career. Mm. So, but they're yeah, actually earn your millions. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. So they're sacrificing their time yeah. and their effort, and they're studying seven years. You know, so you know the it's it's um it's very admirable. 
um, you know, what what they will do. <clears throat> yes, and what no, happens, you know, and and I, I just if I if if I may, I just wanted to, again just to talk about some of the um, court quotes. No, about the Queen's funeral, if you don't mind. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Sure. So the Queen's state funeral is expected to take place at Westminster Abbey in less than two weeks. Uh, the exact day will be confirmed by Buckingham Palace. The Abbey is in the historic church where Britain's kings and queens are crowned, including the Queen's coronation in 1953 and where she um, she married Prince Philip in 1947. So there hasn't been a monarch's funeral service in the Abbey since the 18th century, although the funeral of the Queen's mother was held there in 2002. Uh, heads of states from across the world will be flying in to join members of the royal family to remember the life and service of the Queen. Senior UK politicians and former Prime Ministers will also be there. The day will begin as the Queen's coffin is carried from Westminster Hall to Westminster Abbey on the state gun carriage um, of the Royal Navy. Now, the gun carriage was last seen in 1979 for the funeral of Prince Philip's uncle, Lord Mountbatten, drawn by 142 sailors from the Royal Navy. Senior members of the royal family, including the new king, are likely to follow in procession. The service will likely be conducted by the Dean of Westminster, David Hoyle, with the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, giving the sermon. Prime Minister Liz Truss may be called on to read a lesson. The uh, Following the funeral service, the Queen's coffin will be drawn in a walking procession from the Abbey to Wellington Arch at London's Hyde Park Corner before heading to uh, Windsor by hearse. The Queen's Coffin will make his final journey that afternoon to St George's Chapel in Windsor Castle. The King and senior members of the royal family are expected to join the procession in the quadrangle in, Win uh, in Windsor Castle before the coffin enters St, uh, St George's Chapel for a committal service. Now, St George's Chapel is a church uh, regularly chosen by the royal family for weddings, christenings and funerals. It is where the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Prince Harry and Meghan got married and where the Queen's late husband, Prince Philip's funeral was held. The um, Queen's coffin will be lowered into the royal vault before being interred into the King George the uh, Sixth Memorial Chapel located inside St George's Chapel. So this is this is you know what will happen in terms of the funeral of uh, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Okay. Right. Um, yes. This just uh, in uh, by somebody very really special. The text. Mm. Um, I won't say who it is, but anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, and she says that Churchill made no secret secret of his adulation for the Queen. He told a friend that all the film people in the world, if they had scoured the globe, could not have found anyone so suited to the part. How right, Churchill was. Yes. yes, what a good, what a good uh, statement. Uh, thank you for that. Mm. And um, um, yes, I'm reminded of the fact that yes, the game did go on yesterday, but there was a minute silence well, before the good. game. Good. And uh, mm. that was perfectly observed, and uh, I suppose uh, that is a tribute to the uh, Spanish uh, fans that were there, um, and uh, that mean, went away with a winning, uh, mm. 
winning winning cheer in the. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I wasn't even aware that it gave me a stay because, I, like I said, you know, I you know we were just sort of. I always like to see what's going on in the media, and of course, being someone British, you know, my thoughts were like you know what was happening with the the Queen and so on, and with her her development in her health. Mm-hmm. So that as I didn't know who who, who did um. What was the match yesterday? It was um, uh, oh dear, was it? It wasn't the Champions League. It was oh. the, the wrong down. Oh, I see. Um, and uh, it was uh, it's uh, Royal Real Sociedad, mm. and there was a controversial penalty that they were awarded, and that's how they won one nil. Mm. Yes. So. so uh, mm. I wanted to read out some more of the, the the tributes that were sent in by world leaders and South Africa's president. President Cyril Ramaphosa, yes, expressed his profound and sincere condolences in a statement addressed to the new King Charles III. Her Majesty was an extraordinary and world-renowned public figure who lived a remarkable life. Her life and legacy will be fondly remembered by many around the world, Ramaphosa, Ramaphosa said. The Queen's commitment and dedication during her 70 years on the throne remains a noble and virtuous example. The President of Ghana, Nana Akufo Addo, said the Queen had brought elegance, style and sheer joy to her duties and kept the Commonwealth sturdy and true. Fumio Kishida, the Japanese Prime Minister, said of Elizabeth II, she played a significant role in creating world peace and prosperity, adding her death was a big loss to the international community. Um, Argentina, which fought and lost a bitter war with Britain over the Falkland Islands in eight, uh, 1982, expressed its regret. The foreign ministry said the government offered its sorrow and accompanies the British people and her family in this moment of grief. Singapore's Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong said she performed her duties with devotion, grace and humility. This is, again and again, this is a common thread, isn't it, Brother Wally? Yeah. How everyone says that she was very graceful, very devoted and, of course, very humble. Mm. The Singapore Prime Minister goes on to say her contributions to the United Kingdom, the Commonwealth and indeed to the world will be recorded in history and she will always be remembered fondly as a great world leader. Certainly. Yes. Certainly. Uh, it was a Europa League. Uh, I've just been uh, texted. Right. Uh, that uh, the match yesterday that observed a minute's silence before uh, play started. And um, again, it was a match that uh, could not, uh, for reasons that I mentioned, could not really be postponed, mm. was played. But uh, today's message is matches have been indeed postponed as a mark mm. of respect for what has uh, taken place yesterday. Mm. And I think that there will be like no doubt as as the day develops there will be more information about other um, events that you know, will be cancelled. There are certain other events like I said there are certain matches that have been cancelled. Uh, the strike has been cancelled. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the, the strike... Um, by the communication workers union has been right. uh, has been shelved mm-hmm. uh so there will be you know quite a few uh, you know major ca- cancellations across the uk um and of course there'll be numerous changes expected in in the coming days 
following the death of, of Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, shops were also closed and sporting matches, like I said, are cancelled. You know, because the nation, of course, will What, grow. for 10 days? No, I don't no. think we for 10 days. Uh-huh. But, um, Maybe for the day of the funeral, but that that is likely to play take place on uh, on Sunday? We estimate it will be Sunday the 17th, but yes. that's to be, of course, to be confirmed, you know. And later on. Uh, will that be a holiday then, uh, uh, do you think? Sunday is a holiday anyway. It, it, so it's, that, supposed that mean be, that? it's supposed to be a, a state holiday, so... Let's see what happens, you know. Mm. But now, I mean, modern times, I mean, there's no day that's a holiday, is there really? Mm. I mean, uh, shops are open. Yeah, I mean, it says that the, the London Stock Exchange will also be closed for at least the day of the funeral, so... Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, yeah and, and it said that also sporting fixtures will be cancelled on the day of Her Majesty's funeral. Okay, yeah. right. Okay. So sporting, uh, sporting uh, fixtures and what else? Parliament was closed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. The Bank of England will also close. Well, they're better. They keep on raising interest rates. Well, that's they? it, exactly. Mm. Yeah, there was supposed to be um, an event at uh, the Royal Albert Hall, which is the you know last night of the proms. Uh-huh. So they they've also been cancelled. Uh, it says in theatres, two lights will be dimmed and audiences will be observing. A minute silence, as well as playing the national anthem. Schools, however, will remain open. Right. Uh, the Department for Education has announced. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and one other thing that I think we didn't mention is um, the Queen's uh, forbearance and patience in, in times of adversity. We think that because she's in a very privileged position that uh, adversity does not... Uh, uh, does not uh, pass through her life uh, mm. as it does with others, but that's not the case. There was that famous uh, quote uh, that she mentioned in one of her speeches about uh, Annas Aribulus, uh the year 1992, wasn't it, when uh, she, uh, one of her uh, uh, residences, Windsor Castle, suffered a fire, there was uh, a breakdown of marriages of three of her children uh, mm. at that time. Uh, but uh, again, she bore that uh, very, that adversity, that uh, those setbacks um, in a very dignified manner mm. and very patiently. Uh, and that uh, is also a mark of her character and mm. uh, the quality uh, that she was able to uh, to display, there were also other adversities. The uh, the death of uh, Prince Diana was also one that mm-hmm. she was able to uh, navigate uh, the monarchy through. Uh, and then um, uh, crises like uh, Prince Andrew's and uh, um, the uh, demise of her uh, long-standing uh, partner in uh, just two, two less than two years ago. Uh, was also something that she bore with, uh, with with uh, great dignity and, and patience, and that is also something that needs to be mentioned and needs to be admired. Uh, something that is uh, very worthy of her. Um, anyway, mm. so a lot to be said. A lot, I'm sure, 
is going to be covered in our uh, news media. I'm sure also, also Brother Willie, on, on Voice of Islam, uh, this afternoon there will be another live program, which is the Drive Time Show, which runs from 4pm to 6pm, Monday to Friday, and I'm sure they will also be covering. And I mean, the Voice of Islam in general, you know, is is very sad at the news, and they will be covering, um, you know, a lot of this... Um, um, this particular topic and this, you know, this sad news of the Queen passing away, Queen Elizabeth the second, and uh, <clears throat> you know, there, 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 there's actually next two, three days we'll be, you know, dedicating our program around this, you know, the life and legacy of the of Queen Elizabeth the uh, second. But um, you know, we've hoped that you've um, you've um, been able to tune in today, the listeners, and we hope that you've enjoyed. The show, and we've um, you know we've kind of covered it quite a surreal subject, and it's it is it is um, a very heavy subject. I would say, what would you agree, your brother Walid? No, no, mm. it's it's been a very difficult uh, show to do. Mm. Um, the uh, show uh, normally is planned on different lines altogether. Yes, uh, we do have uh, two separate topics that we focus our attention on. We do cover other stories that uh, are circulating in the media, but uh, I think that the event, uh, the impact of the event that took place yesterday with the demise of our Queen was such that uh, we really could not uh, continue with the same format and had to dedicate, and rightly so, uh, this particular broadcast uh, to her memory and to um, that uh, event. So um, I, uh, I'm sure mm. normal service will be resumed, but uh, not after we have uh, done justice or tried to do justice uh, to our, our Queen, who has uh, served us uh, so steadfastly, uh, been such a constant in our lives for so long. Uh, may her soul rest in peace and uh, mm. um, I don't think it will be out of place to well I think let's pray for her and, of course yeah, I, I think and the family definitely. that uh, you know they are it, it is a family loss as well we should not forget mm. that we should also pray for the family that uh, they are blessed with the um, strength and fortitude to, to bear uh, their their loss I think also, you know, I think I, I think it might be wrong for me to speculate, but I'm sure that, like you said, the children and the family of the the Queen, uh, especially Prince Harry, who lived abroad, you know, to not to see his 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 grandmother mm. that that often, it must be, I think, hard for them. Also, because the the two young boys, the the the, the two princes, Prince Harry and Prince William, you know, lost their mother, you know, mm. and so I think you know, in some ways, the the the, the Queen. Like you said, it's a constant. She was always there, no matter whether there was up and down. She was the constant in their lives. Yes, you know? certainly, certainly. Anyway, I think we have to uh, bring this uh, program to a close now. Leaves uh, me to thank uh, those people who have been involved in this production. Uh, Sakib Munir Ahmed was the producer. Uh, thanks uh, is also due to uh, Salia Bakhtiar and Neha Latif. Hannah Ahmed and Kutsi Award. They were researchers for this particular broadcast. Um, and uh, our technician uh, beaming around uh, in the uh, control room 
Is it Akib Akib Ahmed Adnan? Akib Ahmed Adnan. Yes. The the technician with uh 3 a's as his initials uh, i wish i could get that for my a levels but <laughs> sadly i was not good enough yeah. but uh yes 3 a's for his initials akibam and anan thank you to him for uh, for making sure that everything ran smoothly today um and uh, thanks to all our listeners for uh, bearing with us and uh, listening to this broadcast uh, hope you will join us again Uh, Monday to Friday uh, for the breakfast show between seven and nine, and before I sign off, uh, Brother Khalid, what's happening? What's the show this afternoon? I think uh, it's probably going to be in the. But what's it called? Oh, it's called the drive time show. Drive time. Yeah, show. so that runs from. You, you broadcast on that as well. I I I I, I used to. Oh, okay. But then I I got a, a you, taste. You you elevated yourself well, to no, something I better. <laughs> I got a taste of the breakfast show and uh, quite happy to stay here. Yeah, it's uh-huh. really nice. Okay. But uh, yeah, that the drive time show runs from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, weekdays, Monday to Friday, and there are some other programs. Um, if you go to our website, voiceofislam.co.uk, you can see. all the programs uh, that we uh, are running here at the voice of islam and there are many programs that are recorded and have been uploaded so you can listen to the previous programs you can listen to this one again but as ever like brother walid mentions quite rightly this is an interactive show so we do like to hear your comments suggestions and feedback uh, if you any have any ideas as to you know what you'd like us to discuss or if you'd like to send in a dedication to you know the the, the Know, for this sad news of at the demise of the queen queen elizabeth ii please you can call us uh leave a message with our uh support staff they will take the message and we can read them out perhaps later on sometime today um like we said this is the breakfast show the breakfast show runs uh, weekdays monday to friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. and uh Dear listeners, we can't do this show without you. So please remember us in your prayers. Please remember all the people that were involved with the Voice of Islam. Please remember, of course, the the royal family and their the 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 whole family, and of course the new king, King Charles the Third. Right. So before we sign off, uh, we will be uh, having the nine o'clock news shortly. But uh, before we do that, let's just uh, listen to the message uh, from the uh, station once again. <laughs> 